to express yourself where teens talk and the world listens presented by star style productions as an international outreach program of be the star you are charity you'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters meet and chat with cool celebrities exhilarating experts and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know it's time to kick off the fun with our star teens welcome to express yourself Journalism is the first rough draft of history. Philip L. Graham. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We are a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. From Cynthia Bryan, producer of Express Yourself and Star Style Productions, we bring this program to the airwaves as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity a top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and great nonprofits. For today's show, Be The Star You Are wants to thank everyone who's volunteered and supported BTSYA over the years. We are thrilled to be serving the world. If you'd like to help us celebrate being a top nonprofit with a donation, please visit www.btsya.com. Every dollar counts, and we will use the funds for our outreach programs. Make sure to listen to Express Yourself wherever you listen to radio or music. iTunes, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, and more. We broadcast from the Empowerment Channel on Voice America Radio, the largest radio network in the world. I'm Sharania, and I have the pleasure to have Ruhani as my co-host. Hi everyone, today's show is all about journalism, and for our second segment, Sharanya will be sharing her views on the subject, as well as talking about bias in articles. In our third segment, I'll be giving my perspective on journalism, as well as some ways you can be safe from fake news. And right now, we have our reporter Kirthi with her segment, Nerd Extraordinaire, Breaking Down Journalism. Welcome, Kirthi. Salutations, salutations. The fact that I said salutations should already tell you who I am. Good day, mate. As you can tell, my name is Kirthi, and I'm back with my segment about debate and fiction writing, Nerd Extraordinaire. As you can also tell, I have an impeccable British accent. You know, I should probably stop. This is probably annoying. Well, I like being annoying. Okay, okay, I'm done. Bye, British trophy. Anyway, welcome to my segment. Today's show revolves around one word, journalism. First of all, what is journalism? According to Britannica, journalism is the collection, preparation, and distribution of news and related commentary and feature materials through such print and electronic media as newspapers, magazines, books, blogs, webcasts, podcasts, social networking, and social media sites. and email, as well as through radio, motion pictures, and television. Wow, that is quite a mouthful. Seems pretty simple and insignificant, right? Saying that debaters need journalism would be a big, big understatement. Journalism is the life, the soul, the epitome, the substance, the essence of a debater. Without journalism, we would all be hiding in a hole crying because them impacts 
gun impacts. This probably seems a bit nonsensical and excessively melodramatic, but it'll all make sense soon. Let's define another term, evidence. Evidence, according to a quick, albeit lazy Google search, is the available body of facts or information indicating whether a belief or proposition is true or valid. Evidence is what makes your claims valid. If an argument has no evidence, then you would say that your opponent's argument has no evidence to support it when challenged. Different pieces of evidence would be called cards. A warrant connects the claim and its support and shows the relationship between the evidence and the argument. The evidence proves the argument while the warrant explains the argument. One mistake that debaters make is when all three parts, claim, evidence, warrant, say the same thing over and over again. You make your claim, your evidence is someone saying that claim, and your warrant is you saying that claim again. Now, the evidence part would be fine if, and only if, that someone is a notable person. Notable, meaning that they have to be proved to have to be more than adequate in the knowledge of the debate topic. Even if they're not experts, they have to know something about it that makes them a credible source. Now, let's, let's see some examples. If Ariana Grande says that the digital dollar will overthrow cryptocurrency, that isn't really valid. Because, don't get me wrong, I love Ariana Grande and her comically long hair. But Ariana Grande isn't proven to know anything about the digital dollar administrated by the feds. Nor is she proven to know anything about cryptocurrency. But in contrast, if Jerome Powell, the Fed chief, says that the digital dollar will overthrow cryptocurrency, he's reliable because he's the chief of the group of people who are going to establish the digital dollar. He is involved in the process. Well, now that I've shown you the ropes of evidence and given you tips and tricks, what happened to, you know, the whole journalism thing? I'm going to start this explanation by saying that Jerome Powell did actually say the digital dollar will overthrow cryptocurrency. But how do I know that? Did I go to Jerome Powell's house, giving him the good old howdy-do, asking him about cryptocurrency? No, it's from the crypto decoded section of CNBC, which is very obviously a part of journalism. The impact that journalism has on debate is really underrated. Pretty much every card of evidence is from some form of journalism, whether it be a news article or an interview. As I stated before, evidence is a really integral part of an argument. You can't have an argument without evidence. The reason why debaters use journalism is that, first of all, the evidence used to write a news story is normally taken from a primary source. Quotes in news articles also habitually take first-hand quotes from prominent and notable people, which would be much more reliable. Using a news article is as good as conducting an interview yourself, just like using the crypto decoded section is as good as giving Jerome Powell a how did he do. Debate isn't meant to be a research and paste kind of thing, more that you have to find reliable evidence and create your own arguments using the evidence as a foundation. More effort should be put into creating arguments rather than working hard to conduct interviews, because that's not what debate stands for. Debate is not research writing, it's its own thing. Now, let's revisit another debate term I introduced before, impacts. In case you weren't there, impacts are the negative effects that your arguments are preventing and the positive effects that your arguments are advocating for. Impacts are evidence cards. You can't claim that your argument will prevent a nuclear war because there's nothing to support it. There is no outside reliable resource that says, if you do blah, 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 nuclear war will happen, which makes your point invalid. 
Impacts are usually the crucial deciding factor in a debate tournament. Because no matter how good your argument is, if you make more of a negative impact than the other side, the scenario would happen in the opponent's favor. Guys, summer break is calling to a bittersweet end. No more ice cream every day, no more endless free time. Oh, what a woe. Maybe I'm moping too early because school won't start for a few weeks. On the brighter side, debate season is going to start pretty soon. I hope you're ready because I definitely am. Journalism is definitely a compelling part of debate. So let's do ourselves a favor and save Dem Impacts with the new five journalism powers. Wow, Kirithi, that was so interesting and I learned a lot. So one thing that I'm interested about is what is an example of a good impact and why is it a good impact? Okay, so this is going to leech onto my cryptocurrency example. Just for clarity, one impact is from a scientific journal, Nature Climate, that projected Bitcoin usage alone could produce enough CO2 emissions to push warming above 2 degrees Celsius within less than three decades. This is a, dare I say, impactful impact. If your impact is that all the roses in the world will lose the scent, which, now that I think about it, would make a strange debate topic, then it isn't a good impact because it's not a giant problem. Examples of good impacts are climate change impacts, nature impacts, people dying, and money loss, though the first three would be more powerful than money loss. Your impacts have to be powerful, and there has to be a large negative effect that you are proving that you can prevent. It has to be important, and it has to answer the question, why should I care? Why should the judge care about anything you're saying if it has no impact on anything they care about? Wow, so for a notable person to be a reliable resource, is it required that they're informed in every aspect of the argument? Nope, with a capital N. Let's go back to Eliana Grande. Even if she is informed about cryptocurrency, that particular argument wouldn't be valid because it requires knowledge about the digital dollar and cryptocurrency. How does she know that the digital dollar will overthrow cryptocurrency? She knows cryptocurrency can be overthrown, but what if the digital dollar is too weak to conquer cryptocurrency? How does she know that it can overthrow it? The digital US currency project is one strictly encompassed by the feds. And I highly doubt that Eliana Grande would be a part of the feds or even remotely related to the feds in any way. In order for evidence to be valid, it has to be said by an informed person who is informed in every aspect of the argument. Wow, that's really interesting. So how do you exactly like, create those arguments by looking at evidence? Evidence from journalism normally doesn't particularly argue in favor of something, but it rather states facts, gives statistics, bar graphs, that kind of stuff. It's not an opinion. A news article recites the events that happens in some interview, something that happened that is important. You turn these facts into opinions. For example, let's say blah, number of people died due to bleh. Let's say the debate topic is that bleh is good. The affirmative side argues that bleh should be established or whatever, and the negative side argues against bleh. You can create an argument that says bleh is bad because it kills people and therefore your side is saving lives, while the affirmative side hasn't given any evidence that they save lives. Well, thank you so much for that, Kirti. That was so informative. But unfortunately, that's it for this segment. But make sure you stay tuned for our next segment, where Sharanya will be sharing her thoughts. We want to hear your thoughts and we want to answer your questions. 
So email us at btsy18radio at the rate gmail.com. That's btsy18radio at the rate gmail.com. Check out our radio site at www.expressyourselfteenradio.com and our creative community site at www.btsy.com. You can get involved with the Be The Star You Are charity, buy books and t-shirts in our store, and sign up for our free newsletter, and make a donation to the Be The Star You Are charity. Are you a teenager with lots to say, but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program, Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel and join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself. Be the star you are. Light up the flame that burns. Make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support Be the Star You Are 501c3, a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth. Visit BeTheStarYouAre.org to make a tax-deductible donation today. Everyone counts. Donate today. BeTheStarYouAre.org Be the lucky star you Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Express Yourself. Here we have Sharanya, who will be sharing her thoughts on journalism. Hello, and welcome or welcome back to my segment, The Scribble. Today's topic, journalism, fits right into what The Scribble is all about, writing. Journalism is heavily misunderstood. There's this notion that journalism twists and turns and only looks for drama in every case. And although this has happened in the past, journalism is still a world beyond all the toxicity. Something about journalism that I really love is the writing style that depends purely on who is writing it. Like other pieces, poems, stories, and many more, journalism depends on the author. But here you can see the author's point of view from the words that they write on the current situation. Let me tell you why this exact thing is so intriguing. Journalism has a key rule of being unbiased. 
but there's this unconscious bias that lies in everyone. So in reading articles, trying to spot the bias is kind of fun. I love being a detective, imagining myself in a Sherlock Holmes inspired hat with a magnifying glass trying to find the bias. But back to the real topic. Let's try drafting our own article as a journalist would. We first need to find a topic and you can use whatever topic you want. But I want to use a decision that has taken the United States by storm, the overturn of Roe versus Wade. My view as a journalist should be completely unbiased. I can't have my opinion, but to the reader or listener, there shouldn't be an opinion coming from me. Now, this is the hardest part. Since we make decisions, but as a journalist, nobody should know about them. Using my topic as an example, here's the way I like to plan it. Roe versus Wade. Let's start with the facts about Roe. And before dividing the facts, we need to specify our topics. And I'm going to be writing an article about the history of Roe versus Wade. So back on track, let's divide the facts up and see where they intersect. So I'm going to start off with a list. First for the history of Roe and then Wade. So let's get started. Roe. Jane Roe was the name, but it was actually an Elias for Norma McCorvey. She was 22 when she wanted abortion rights in the state of Texas. She told Southern Baptist Convention in 1973 that she was a woman alone with no place to go and no job. No one wanted to hire her since she was pregnant and she felt that nobody could help her. To overturn the ban on abortion, Corvey went to two Dallas attorneys who just graduated the University of Texas Law School. Linda Coffey and Sarah Weddington. They both set two alias people named Jane Doe and John Doe as plaintiffs. The suit argued that the Texas law was cruel and inadequate, especially for poor women who couldn't afford to travel to other states to get legal abortions. Roe later came out as homosexual and fought for rights in both abortion and LGBTQ+. She had the baby before the decision. Now let's go on to Wade. Henry Wade was the attorney who enforced the Texas abortion law. His attention in the law field came from the assassination of JFK, which he was scheduled to prosecute. But he oversaw the Lee Oswald assassination by Jack Ruby. Now we're moving on to the intersection, the 1970 result of the Roe versus Wade case in Texas. In June 17, 1970, a three-judge federal panel disagreed with the abortion law in Texas. It was too vaguely worded, according to them, and it went against the very definition of the Ninth Amendment, which was about the right to privacy. And Wade later on appealed this decision to the U.S. Supreme Court. So the suit happened in 1973 in the Supreme Court. The court ruled that a woman has an absolute right during the first three months of pregnancy to decide whether to bear her child, the Washington Post reported. And after three months, the baby can survive with risks out of the womb. Now that we have sorted the facts, all we have to do is write the article. Now, I don't have any tips about the article in itself, 
just think about it in, in as an informa informative essay, except make it intriguing and draw the reader to research more and make their own opinion. But the main rule that everybody should follow while being a journalist is tell a story. Stories are always engaging and grip a reader into reading more and making their own decision. So let's get started with my article. So the title is The History Behind Roe v. Wade and the 1970s for Abortion Rights. The overturn of the Roe v. Wade has an intricate history, and it starts with the plea of Jane Roe, an allies for 22-year-old Norma McCorvey. At 22, she was pregnant. Working as a waitress, she was helpless and knew she couldn't keep the baby. In her words, nobody wanted to hire a pregnant worker and a spark ignited in her. She knew that this was the situation for many low-income women. The nine months were a financial setback for single pregnant women that weren't going to raise the babies in her eyes. Trying to fight the law against abortion, she went to two pro-choice attorneys, Linda Coffey and Sarah Weddington, who were determined to help Norma McCorvey. They both graduated from the Texas Law School. They based their lawsuit over the concept that the Texas law was cruel and inadequate for low-income single 2B mothers who had no support system. These mothers would have to jeopardize both their financial safety and health and the future of the baby. Thus, nobody would have a secure net to fall on. On the other side, there was Henry Wade, who enforced this law into Texas legislature. He was a respected lawyer, and the tension that surrounded him came from when he was scheduled to prosecute the John F. Kennedy assassination by Lee Oswald. Instead of that case, he ventured towards overseeing the assassination of Oswald by Jack Ruby. This hired his reputation in the legal field. At two opposing ends, Roe and Wade fought for the abortion law, and in June 1970, a three-judge panel disagreed with this law. It was against the Ninth Amendment, and it was vaguely worded in their perspective. Wade went on to take this matter to the Supreme Court. The suit started in 1973, and with six judges in the Supreme Court, there was a final decision. The court ruled that a woman has an absolute right during the first three months of pregnancy to decide whether to bear her child, as I got from the Washington Post. After three months, the baby can survive with risks outside of the womb. The abortion law was always a touchy topic with two sides battling to find a de decision where both sides would agree. The recent ruling decision has caused mo many protests, and we're yet to see the future of this ruling. Wow, that was a really well-written article. Um, but did you think you like showed maybe like any unconscious bias in the article you wrote? I definitely did. I'm not an experienced journalist, and to be honest, informative writing never came naturally to me. Like writing facts and making them all methodical, it wasn't a natural process for me. So in this article, I think there were a few hints of bias here and there. I think for me, it was pretty obvious when I included more information on Norma McCorvey than on Henry Wade, because I am telling the reader 
more of an insight onto the Roe side rather than the Wade. And I think my opinion on supporting pro-choice was clear here, which shouldn't be in the case of a journalist. A journalist should always include equal information for both sides because they should know the same things. And in if you think about it, if they make a Venn diagram on both sides, not the equal part, but the both sides that are different, they should always have the same topic and opinions for both sides on them. Yeah, I totally agree. And for our audience who might want to like, you know, dabble in journalism or be more experienced in it, what advice do you have for them to follow? I think you should be able to read the news and then make an analysis on your own because journalism isn't just reporting facts and saying it how it is. It's about using what you know about the news and making this conclusion that can help others understand the facts or the news even more. I totally agree. And one thing I noticed is that you didn't add some of the notes you took in the article. And why is that? For me, an article is meant to capture the reader's interest and tell them about the news. We're only supposed to talk about the things that the title is telling the reader it will provide. And one example I could set in my um, article is that I could have added McCorvey's coming out as a homosexual, but the title or point of the article is the development of the Roe versus Wade case in the beginning and how it came to this ruling. I see. And what are some of the differences in your like writing process as compared to like a fiction story and then this article? So in fiction, one thing I like to keep in mind while writing is purple prose, like adding too many adjectives. But here, the more adjectives you add, the better, because it's going to have a sense of clarity to the reader. In articles, the main point isn't telling the character's story. The main point is making sure the reader understands what's going on in the world or what to think of something and um, having two sides that they can hold on to and make a decision out of. Yeah, I totally agree. And one thing that I also noticed you talking about is the villainization of journalism. Yeah, I think we villainize journalism a lot. Yet, without it, we wouldn't be able to know about the state of our world. And I think that some scandals have happened. But without journalism, we wouldn't have the privilege to form our own opinion. And I think the current Roe versus Wade case, there were masses of information the public got from journalists. And I think that led to many opinions that were made. And I think that we shouldn't blindly trust journalism. We should be able to make decisions on our own and use that part of our brain and be able to think for our own. But I don't think we should completely be like, oh, that's something that journalists wrote. I don't think we should use that. Agreed. And um, I'm going to talk about this more in the next segment, but there's this like influx of like fake news recently or not recently for the past decade, mainly. And how do you think readers can keep themselves safe from it? Fake news is very, it's murky waters because what's 
I do while reading an article is that something that an article says that I find kind of absurd or something that doesn't mesh with my logic properly, I just make another Google search and try to find other companies saying something like that because finding something like a needle in the haystack is kind of rare in the news, news world because you don't exactly have a new thing from every company. They're going to say the same thing in the end. Sure, it's first, first some companies say them and then later on other companies say them, but I think they say the same thing and I think you should just make one Google search and come to a conclusion because fake news sometimes tries to draw more attention towards the company and it's another needle in the haystack situation. Yeah, totally. And it's a really big problem, especially like on social media, like on Facebook, you'll see some links and they won't be true. And do you see yourself like maybe working in journalism in the future? Um, I'm not sure I want to work as a profession in journalism, but I know that the high school I'm going to be going to it, um, has a journalism, has a newspaper. It's an online portal. And I think I really want to work in that because there's something about journalism that's fascinating and I really want to do it later on. And I think high school is the perfect opportunity to do that because I love writing and I love that. So meshing both of them together would be a dream come true. Yeah, I think you'd be great at it. And that is it for this segment. So thank you. And make sure you stay tuned for our next segment where I will be talking about some tips for journalistic writing and to keep yourself safe from fake news. Are you a teenager with lots to say, but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel. And join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself. Be the star you are. Light up the flame that burns. Make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support Be the Star You Are 501c3, a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women families, and youth. Visit BeTheStarYouAre.org to make a tax-deductible donation today. Everyone counts. Donate today. BeTheStarYouAre.org Be the lucky star you Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens.
You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Hello, welcome back to Express Yourself. I'm Sharanya, and today's topic is all about journalism. And Ruhani is going to be talking about journalism and her perspective on it, and meshing some of her experience as a writer for her high school newspaper. Yeah, and one obvious thing I've learned about journalistic writing is that it's true. Well, yeah, so very obvious. But whether you're referencing or sorry, writing a news report or even a personal narrative, as I love to do, you're referencing referencing fact and not fiction, which can be challenging, um, especially as you're writing an opinion piece like Sharanya was talking about. You might see these facts and feel like they don't exactly coincide with your viewpoint. Um, But one thing is, and if you look at the news very carefully and analyze it, you can see that journalists do twist things to look a certain way. So that is why it is so, so incredibly important to make sure that the media you're consuming is actually true. So former President Trump, we all know he kind of popularized like the buzzword fake news, but it actually is a real issue. Um, Maybe not the articles he was pinpointing, but definitely some fake news does exist. So I think these are some pretty foolproof ways you can tell the article you're reading is in fact not entirely accurate. So one thing that is very important is double checking the source because you can check the web address for the page you're reading and kind of tell just by that. So if you have like spelling errors in like company names, if you notice them, or even strange sounding extensions like .infonet or .offer rather than, you know, .com, it may mean that the source is suspicious. Another thing to do is to look at who they are referencing. So one thing that um, I've learned from my time um, at my school newspaper, The Smoke Signal, is that we will reference many facts in our news articles because that's what a true news article is supposed to do. So, you know, quotes and statistics, and we sometimes even interview people. And if the article you're reading doesn't have any of these things, and it's supposed to be like a news source, and these quotes seem unbelievable, or the statistics don't look entirely accurate, like they're inflated or deflated, then chances are this article is not credible at all and you should probably click out and, as Sharanya mentioned in her segment, Google search. Another thing is to not trust all the images you see um, in the headline or anywhere else because not all images are real, believe it or not. And many times in these like fake articles, they will have shocking pictures to capture your attention but they can very well have been created from Photoshop or some other, you know, technology. And a tool that um, we mentioned once on the show when we were talking about catfishing or pretty much like using pictures that aren't your own is you can just use the tool Google reverse image search and they'll tell you if the image is like real 
incredible or if it's been posted somewhere else which is very important and can keep you safe from a lot of things so those are just three simple ways that can help you from not falling prey to inaccurate information which honestly like i mentioned is so important because we have so much information you know that keeps throwing at us um, in our world today so you might as well you know find accurate ones and when it comes to journalistic writing um my favorite thing, I guess because you have more creativity involved, is to write reviews. And I love writing album reviews, even food reviews or restaurant reviews. I actually visited a couple restaurants um, for my time at my school newspaper, and we got to eat the food and just review it afterwards, which is really fun. But reviews can be hard to write, especially if you feel like you have a lot to say or you might be worried that your opinion is kind of controversial. But one thing that helps is acting as if you're talking to a friend who doesn't have a lot of time to talk to you. So basically, you're just conveying the main things that are captivating about this restaurant or album. And in my um, school newspaper, I got to write an album review for Adele. Um, she's very famous. Her album that was recently released is called 30. And I kind of utilized all of these things in that review. And this was the intro I had written. Grammy award-winning artist Adele has stunned millions of people with her vocal and lyrical abilities ever since she was a young adult. The singer went on a five-year hiatus after the release of 25, a record of critical acclaim that would be difficult for any professional to top. However, Adele has put out her strongest work in her most vulnerable, masterful, and diverse album yet. So as you can see, I gave some background information about the subject. You're not supposed to just jump into your opinion, and that's very important. You really need to give context for the reader so they can understand this media the way you did. Next, I wrote, like Adele's previous releases, 30 captures turbulent emotions through her, through her indomitable vocals and lyrics that leave lasting impressions. This album in particular chronicles a very personal and heartfelt tale, Divorce Babes, to quote Adele herself. Indeed, the stunning tracks detail the stages of a failed relationship. In the sorrowful piano ballad, Easy On Me, Adele expertly describes that, I changed who I was to put you both first, but now I give up. So one thing that's important while um, writing a review is referencing the artist themselves. So Adele had said her album mainly centered around divorce. And I realized that um, after I watched some interviews. So I think watching interviews about the artist or reading some articles about them is very important. I made sure to put that context in and I'll tie in with my review and it'll make it more engaging for the reader. Um, for example, um, as my conclusion, I said, over the course of 30, Adele takes the listener on a poignant journey through top-notch instrumentals, vocals, and poetic rawness. She sings about how she's not flawless, but she's trying. That relatable message is re reiterated in the final track, Love is a Game, where she admits she would fall in love with her ex all over again, despite the hurt that followed. So yes, maybe Adele is not perfect, but 30 is a perfect album. So I did try to make my voice as authentic as possible 
Um, I didn't try to put in anyone else's opinion. I only put in my own. I wrote about how I actually felt about the album and really complimenting the artist for the message she portrayed. This doesn't mean that I did that for every review. If I felt like I didn't like the dish at a certain restaurant, or I didn't like the song in another album I'd reviewed, I'd put it in there because people really want to hear your opinion. And I also try not to look at reviews about this album um, by anyone else before I wrote mine because I felt like I wanted my opinion to be completely original and my own. And one thing that I've learned um, through writing, whether it be, you know, a fiction story or a simple opinion article, um, the best writing is real and it does come from you. So make sure you implement that in whatever things you decide to write. And I hope you enjoyed our show today. Unfortunately, we are out of time for today's show. As always, we express our gratitude to Star Style Productions. Cynthia Bryan, Be The Star You Are, and our Voice America Empowerment crew, especially our audio engineer, Josh. Thank you to our guests from across the world, and a huge thank you to our listeners for making us a top-rated program. For more information about Be The Star You Are charity, visit www.bethestarur.org. And make sure you find us on Instagram and check out our posts at Express Yourself Radio. Stay informed about the world and keep learning. As always, remember to speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine between the lines if you